NAR predicts that 30% of real estate agents will be out of the business in the next 12 months. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, and with me, um, I would say as always, but not always, most of the time, is my co-host, Colin. Colin, how are you, man? I'm doing really solid. I'm very excited for this topic that we're going on today. Yeah, so let's dive right in. Yeah. National Association of Realtors, NAR, predicts that 30% of real estate agents will be out of the business in the next 12 months. 30% is a huge number. That's a third. That's a third. I mean, very close to a third, right? (laughs) And so um, what that means is that there is going to be less agents Mm -hmm. because they're predicting these market shifts, the normalization of the real estate market, everything that's going on with interest rates, the economy, all that packaged up is they are predicting 30%. In my opinion on that is that it's probably going to be higher than that because NAR, a big establishment with the reputation of NAR, National Association of Realtors, has to be conservative in their predictions of things like that. Mm. So I'd be willing to bet that that number is actually going to be higher, right? They have the data, they have the analytics. And so what I'm pretending is that half the real estate agents are gonna be gone. And so if we lose half of our agent population, what does that do to me, my business? How do I support my communities, Mm -hmm. my clients, et cetera? Um, So let's dive right into why is that happening? Why are agents getting out of the business? Mm-hmm. Because it's already happened. It just hasn't been the, this mass exodus that it's going to be. Well, we're talking about the real estate market changing forever at yep. this point, as far as like half your agents, you know, third or half just disappearing from the field. Um, why are they leaving? And then also, um, how are the people who are left surviving? And not just surviving, who's thriving and yep. why? 1,000%. Great questions. So I think let's start with the realization the reality is. A lot of people got into real estate because they thought it was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. They got into real estate when the market was not normal. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that, are, that have already left or are on their way out right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's a, there's a vast majority of people that are in the industry that got in for the wrong reasons, got in the wrong time and thought this was going to be easy, it was going to be a cakewalk, mm-hmm. which let's be honest, it was for a while. Right. right? We were very, very fortunate with the things that happened with the pandemic and different things happening in the world that real estate was an industry that actually boomed because of it. Well, interest rates were crazy low. Houses were flying off the shelf. Everybody wanted a house because it was a great time to buy a house and it was a great time to sell a house. So it was constantly, so you pretty much just as an agent, um, this is a broad overgeneralization, but you just kind of needed to show up and that was all you needed to do because everyone was in line for everything. So let me give you my real version. That's Colin's version. My real (laughs) version is if you had a license and you had a breath, you had your best two years ever in real estate. Hmm. If you didn't, there's a huge problem. If you didn't, you're not listening to this because you're not trying to get better. <laughs> right. Right. It was it business fell in our lap. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the market that we are in. The reality is that's not the real estate market. Mm-hmm. The OGs, the people that are truly top producers, the people who have been around a while and actually have a have some intelligence understand that's not a normal real estate market. Mm-hmm. And so let's start with mindset. I say this all the time. Everything starts with mindset. Yep. And so I look at this market normalization, which is exactly what it is. And if you're not using that verbiage to your team, to your clients, to your agents, to your community, mm-hmm. you need to. This is not a market shift. This is not a market, oh, the market's 
crashing. It's none of that. The market is normalizing. Look at any real estate market in any, any part of the world. I'm sure there's exceptions, but most of the world, what is happening is that it's going from a crazy, crazy, crazy seller's market to home prices going up so drastically to where home prices, home values are still increasing. Mm -hmm. They're increasing less. Hmm. Values are still going up, right? Also, let's look at month supply, which is the, a lot of people call it absorption rate, month supply, whatever you want to call it. Like six months is a stable market. Mm -hmm. In most markets around the country, it is still a seller's market. So how can you tell me when it's a seller's market, the real estate market is gonna crash? Mm -hmm. Don't believe what you hear, do some research for yourself, right. right? And there are exceptions to every market, right? Like I have coaching clients that are down 50% in their market, right? So there are markets that are being affected more than others, and I understand that. Right. However, you can't control what happens in the market. You can control how you react and what you do about it. Control the controllables. That's right. What can I do in this situation? So it's important to be of the mindset mm -hmm. that this market is normalizing, nothing else. Mm -hmm. The reason that, ha that a lot of these agents are getting out of the business is because they came in when the market wasn't normal and that was now their expectation. Mm -hmm. Or those people that have been around for a while but also adapted to what the last two years produced in the real estate business and now that's their new normal and they refuse to change and go back yep. to a normal market and what it takes to in a normal market to be successful, mm -hmm. right? So that's the vast majority of them. If I could just put it in a nutshell and simplify it, that's the mindset of a lot of people that are leaving. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the sky is falling. However, there is more. And so if I go deeper, when this market normalizes, interest rates doing what they're doing and who knows what's gonna happen in the economy, mm -hmm. there is more to the story than just that. But it's important that you start there. If you, if you don't fit inside that box and you have the mindset, which you should if you're listening to this podcast, or you're listening to this message because you wanna grow, you wanna improve, right. let me give you some, some tips and takeaways. You have to be willing to take the action it's going to take to get the result that you want. I said this probably a year ago now. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of this coming. As this market adjusts and normalizes, there are two things that you need to focus on to make sure you come out on top. And those two things have not changed. It's like I can read minds or something. Um, but in reality, what's crazy is it's, they're so simple, mm -hmm. but we forget about them. We get away from the fundamentals, we get away from the basics. And so Colin said earlier, control the controllables. That's a quote I say all the time. What are the controllables that you can control when this market normalizes? Mm -hmm. You can't control how many, you can't, I guess you can to a certain extent, but very little can you control the amount of inventory on the market, right? You can't control interest rates. You can't control um, buyers that are looking to buy. Mm -hmm. Like again, you can a little bit depending on how you educate them. However, that's very minimal. But what you can control 100% is the action that you take. Hmm. What action are you taking on a daily basis? That action is going to determine your success as this market continues to change and evolve and normalize. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to take the action, you're not gonna get the result. However, there's a second part that is crucial. Don't just take blind action. I remember, I learned from my mistakes. I've had people on my team um, as we've grown and evolved years ago that they were hustling. I focused on, make, you need to make more calls, you need to take mm -hmm. more action, you need to do more, right? What did they do? They called and called and called and called, but they didn't have their skills. Action without skills is useless. Mm -hmm. You may fall into and stumble into a sale, but is that right. really the organization that you want? Do you want to work on accident or do you want to work on purpose? We create predictable real estate businesses for our agents, and I'm gonna teach you how to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Here's the trick. It's simple, right? 
Yeah. It's super. Hey guys, don't tell anybody my secret. Here's how you create a predictable real estate business. You take action consistently over mm -hmm. a long period of time. You build skills behind that action. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what it takes. And so that sounds simple, but how many agents do you know in your marketplace? Look around. Look around your marketplace. How many agents do you know that don't take action mm -hmm. and don't have the skills necessary to sustain a normalizing market? Mm -hmm. Those are the agents that are going to be out. Right? Let's start there. But let's just say that's half of the agents are going to leave. Mm -hmm. There's more agents that are going to get out because the market is going to tighten up. It's going mm -hmm. to be tougher. And so what are you going to do to make sure you overcome that toughness? So make sure that you focus on your actions. Mm -hmm. So we did an episode on the power list. Mm -hmm. If you struggle with time management, with controlling your schedule, which most real estate agents do, because this industry is very, very hard to control your focus, right? Yeah. There's a lot of fires, there's a lot of things to get thrown at us. Go back and listen to our power list episode. Mm -hmm. That is a huge actionable step that you can take to make sure you control your actions on a daily mm -hmm. basis. You talked earlier about agents running around and being very busy, um, like making, let's say, 100 phone calls. But if you make 100 phone calls with no intention, um, behind it, it's like those are going to fall through. Hey, do you want to buy a house? No? Okay, bye. Hey, do you want to buy? It's like you're just doing it just to do it um, in that sense. And having something like the power list where you're focusing with intention yep. completely changes um, what those calls look like. 100%. It's, a, it's not just about make. So, yes, action is first. Because mm -hmm. you can build all the skills in the world, but if you don't take the action, it's worthless. Mm -hmm. But the opposite is also true. You can take all the action in the world, but if you don't have a skill set behind it, it's worthless. Mm -hmm. So make sure you combine those two. That's the winning formula, right? Action plus skills. 1,000%. Um, there's a quote that, I, that this all reminds me of, and I think you and I said it on our walk the other day. Mm -hmm. It's tough times create strong men. Strong men create good times, and good times create weak men. And then weak men create tough times. Mm -hmm. It's a circle. So what are we in right now? I would say we're leaving good times and heading into the, the tough times. I would say you're wrong, with respect. How so? Because we're not leaving good times. We're leaving phenomenal, greatest times that we've ever mm -hmm. had in the world and in our history of real estate. Mm -hmm. It's not good times. It's phenomenal times. The real estate market's the best it's ever been. The stock market, look at the performance over the last mm -hmm. 10, 12 years. It is long overdue. Everything in the world happens in cycles, including real estate. Mm -hmm. And so it is time for that cycle of it to be tough times. But I'm excited for it. You know why? Because I know that I have the mindset, I have the willpower, and I have, I have the, the mental toughness mm -hmm. to overcome tough times. And I know tough times make me tougher, which make me better. And those that have that mindset will come out on this on top. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to get a little bit off of real estate. But there's a lot of things that are happening in this world right now that I would be willing to bet if you're listening to this message, you don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Participation trophies. Like the, I don't want to get political, but there's a lot of, you can't call people by their name anymore without them getting offended, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a lot of things that, and again, I'll stop there so I don't get too political, but you understand where I'm going with it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are happening in this world that have to be corrected. Mm -hmm. how, do that, how does that get corrected? With strong men stepping up having a voice. And so tough times are coming. Mm -hmm. So the strong men, if you're listening to this, it's time to step up. Mm -hmm. It's time to get our world back. It's time to teach people real values, teach people what really takes to be a good human being in this world, mm -hmm. what real responsibility is. It's These tough times are a blessing if you choose to look at them that way. One of my mentors, um, Ed Milet, 
says this all the time. Life doesn't happen to me, life happens for me. This real estate market, if you look at it through that lens, this real estate market is happening for me, not to me. Now I'm in control and I can do something about it. Because mm -hmm. you've decided, hey, I'm not gonna be a victim in the midst of this, I'm gonna step up. I'll throw something out that I feel like is a, un I almost wanna say unfair advantage. I remember in the midst of things going so well uh, in the real estate market, um, you having meetings with the team on mindset, on saying this is not going to stay this way. Yep and pushing people in the midst of lots of success and saying, um, I know these numbers look great, but I've also seen your work ethic before and I know you're capable of more. And pushing people from th that, I was like, man, why is he going like really pushing on these commitments? Like in these early days, I'm like, like this one agent is doing amazing, look at these numbers and stuff. And it's like, you knew they were capable of more and you also knew what was coming. Yep. So when this uh, shift has happened, those agents, they're doing great. <laughs> like yeah. They're like, all right, yeah, no, I've, I've trained for this, so I'm prepared. Yeah, so, and it goes back to that quote, right? That vicious circle. But there's also more to that. That's a leadership lesson. That's a great point, dude. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. Um, because here's why I do that. I am a lifelong learner. I'm a student of life. I'm a student of real estate. I'm always learning. And I focus on, I intentionally learn. Like shit doesn't fall in my lap. I'm intentionally finding different things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I've learned about leadership is most people do it wrong, right? Like everybody listening has had bad leaders, bad coaches, whatever in their life. And I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. I'm working on it every single day. But one of the things that I've learned is leaders do things consistently the wrong way. When somebody is struggling, what does a leader typically do? If a real estate agent isn't performing, what is your first instinct? to call them out and be like, wait, hold up. How come you're not doing what the fuck you're supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you doing ABC? Mm -hmm. You yell at them, you scold them. Mm -hmm. That's the exact opposite of what a good leader does. Because here's what I've found. When somebody's struggling in their business, they're also struggling in their personal life. Mm -hmm. And they need somebody to go down to them and connect with them and help pull out whatever's going on in their life that is affecting their business. Yep. Number one, so when somebody's struggling, it's not time to push them harder. Mm -hmm. It's a time to empathize with them and, and relate with them, be relatable, build that relationship and help pull them out of that instead of yell and scold. Mm -hmm. Number two, on the opposite side, when somebody is performing well, what do most leaders do? They back off and they say, oh, they're, Colin's doing great. Yeah. I'm going to leave him alone. Yeah. That's not what high performers want or need. Mm -hmm. if, they, if that's all that they needed, then you are not providing value to them in their life. Mm -hmm. High performers, when they're performing well, is when you have permission as a leader to push them harder. Mm -hmm. Because you have so many things to say, Colin, you're doing phenomenal. Right. Like, I'm so proud of you. But what if we could improve this one thing mm -hmm. and that one thing? What if we could work on your mindset and you could get just a little bit more? Mm -hmm. When people are performing their best is when you can push them harder. Mm -hmm. Because okay. that helps them level up in life forever. What, what, what's your saying on um, oh, the, the pursuit of happiness? What is it? I, I believe it's something around the, uh, the, the purpose of life is the pursuit of one's truest potential. My definition of success. There it is. Yes, my definition of success is I will never be successful mm -hmm. because success is a journey. Success is the pursuit of your true potential. Mm -hmm. And my potential is going to grow every single day. Mm -hmm. I can always be capable of more because I had another day of lessons, I had another day of experience. Mm -hmm. I will never reach that. It's a destin it's a journey, not a destination. Right. Because I'm always learning and I always want to be better. And so and being the, able to support them in right. that exact same piece on saying, listen, 
this accomplishment is now your new standard. Let's push it to the next level. Not saying you're never gonna be good enough. That's not at all what you're saying as far as this, this pushing it. It's like, do more, do more. It's not, it's not nope. that, it's let's grow together. Well, you have to recognize them first, right? right. You have to recognize them for what they're doing great. Mm -hmm. And there's nuances around it, depending on personalities. Like you have to sometimes ask permission. Like, hey Colin, you're doing great. Can I have your permission to go a little further mm -hmm. on this? To help you to the next step. Do you want to do more? Can I help you accomplish a little bit more? You're doing phenomenal. Right. But what if I could help you accomplish a little bit more? You open to mm -hmm. that. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, great. Here's something I see. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a lesson. Mm -hmm. Right? And then tie it to a commitment. Um, so yeah, there's so much to that that is leaders do it wrong. Mm -hmm. And so when people are doing well is when they need pushed. Like, like it's that. most people leave people alone when they're doing well. And yeah. It depends on the person. Right. right? But there's yeah. balance in all things. But no, those are some excellent tips. Mindset tips, uh, just work ethic shifts um, as as people prepare to be able to uh, take on this new changing market. Yep. Uh, quickly, I want to go through some things um, that that we kind of put together on maybe you are the 30%. And mm -hmm. here's some questions you should ask yourself to see if you're going to be a part of that or if you're in that crowd or things that I think that 30% have in common mm -hmm. that maybe if you have it, it's time to start working on it. All right, number one, you're gonna be in that 30% if you're lazy. Mm -hmm. If you're lazy, this isn't the career for you. Real estate requires you to put in work to build a sustainable business. Real estate has helped me achieve a life beyond my wildest dreams and so many other people that I know. Mm -hmm. But it's because we're willing to put in the work. It doesn't happen on accident. You have to be intentional, you have to delay gratification, and you have to put in the work over a sustained period of time. Mm -hmm. You have to be disciplined, which is one of our core values, and you have to manage your time. If you struggle being disciplined and managing your time, guess what? Go back and listen to the Power List episode. Mm -hmm. That will help you out of that, 1,000%. Number two, if you're impatient, I kind of jumped ahead here, is <laughs> we live in an instant gratification world. Mm -hmm. There's so much at the palm of our hands and our technology in our phone right now. Our technology in our phone has more technology in it than a computer had 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right, like think how quickly we have evolved. We, we want something, we want it now. You wanna order groceries, it's on your doorstep in 30 minutes. Right. Right, like it's crazy the world we live in if you actually think about it. And mm -hmm. so the human brain has been trained to want things right now. And if you don't get it right now, then you're upset. Right. But if you can fight that urge, and you can delay gratification, especially in this business, mm -hmm. we work on a 90 day scale. What I do today does not affect my business for 90 days from now. Mm -hmm. And if you can say, I'm going to put in this effort that I know I need to do and be disciplined on a daily basis, mm -hmm. my power list, and win the day every single day for the next 90 days, I promise you, you will see a result. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's your health, if it's your fitness, if it's a relationship, if it's real estate, if it's finances, mm -hmm. delay the gratification and you can achieve your wildest dreams because it takes a while to climb up that hill. Mm -hmm. You ever push a snowball up a hill? It gets bigger, the hill gets steeper, gets harder and harder and harder. It's going to be hard. But 90 days, you're at the crest. Guess what happens when the snowball goes down the hill? <laughs> it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it goes by itself. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to keep doing what you did, right? There's, to keep that momentum hill. up. That's yeah. right. You have to keep doing that momentum. But too many people will say, well, I, let's put it to health and fitness. It's very easy to relate to right. That, right? Like They're like, well, I, I worked out and I ate healthy for a week. I don't see any results. I'm going to quit. Right. Where's my six pack? You didn't have enough time on task. Mm -hmm. Look at the last 90 to 100 days of your life, and I will tell you all the choices that you made is exactly why you are where you are. Mm -hmm. Period. The last 100 days of your life determine where you are. 
What have you done the last 100 days? What are you going to do the next 100 days? And what can you actually accomplish? Mm -hmm. So that's a huge mindset shift. Um, and number three, if you're a quitter, if you procrastinate in this business, mm -hmm. it's not for you. We all procrastinate as human beings, right? Mm -hmm. But so again, another tactic, if you want to go back and listen to another episode, 75 hard, which I'm on day 15, round three for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, today is it helps me, it helped me trigger my mind, mm -hmm. give me that mental toughness to whenever my alarm is going off and I want to hit snooze. Mm -hmm. Whenever I don't feel like working out, I don't feel like making my prospecting calls. When I don't want to send that email, I don't want to have that tough conversation with the client. Instantly, I adjust. It's a pivot point. And I say, I don't want to do that. That means I need to do that. Mm -hmm. And I do it right now and I get it done. If you're not able to make adjustments like that and catch yourself and procrastinate, you mm -hmm. will not make it through this tough times. You won't. And so it's, it's huge. Um, I could talk about speed to lead. I could talk about so many different things that that mm -hmm. applies to, but I think you guys get it. So let's recap. You may be in the 30% if you're lazy, if you're impatient, and you're a quitter. Mm -hmm. If any of those three apply to you, start working on it now. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm sorry, you're going to be part of the 30%. I like that 90% uh, or that 90-day idea that you had there that say, look at the last 90 days what, um, and at each of these categories. Over the last 90 days, how... Uh, how have, I, how have I been lazy? How often am I uh, choosing lazy? How have I been impatient? How have I, been, have I quit before I could have kept or when I could have kept going? Um, that is determined where you are right now and will determine your success moving forward. 100%. All right, so let's break down what is the normal. So I talked about the market is not crashing. The market isn't adjusting. The market isn't changing. The market is normalizing. Mm -hmm. So what does a normalizing market look like? I think it's important that you guys understand this, number one, mm -hmm. and number two, you educate your clients, your community on what that means. Because mm -hmm. what they see is interest rates have doubled. Yeah. Right? What they see is, oh my gosh, houses aren't selling in, with 18 offers in two hours. The real estate market must be crashing. Right. Oh, is this 08, 2.0? <laughs> right? It's your job to be that lighthouse, mm -hmm. be that steady source of income, and be that go-to professional for people that... I think it's important to realize that as a real estate agent, we are responsible for the biggest purchase or sale of people's lives mm -hmm. in most cases. Mm -hmm. That is a privilege and we are a professional and it's time to act like it. We aren't just selling houses. We aren't just opening doors. We are helping people with one of the biggest financial decisions of their lives on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So you need to be that lighthouse. You need to be that resource to educate them so they can make the right decision for them and their family because it's a big one. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't that professional, you need to look in the mirror and reevaluate. Maybe the, maybe you should be in that 30%, mm -hmm. some tough love. But this is a big deal, it's a huge opportunity, but it's also a big obligation if you're in this industry. Mm -hmm. Take care of people. Part of that is educating them. So interest rates, guess what? The interest rates being at two and 3%, mm -hmm. that is not sustainable. No. <laughs> Go back and look at the history of interest rates. That is not normal. Mm -hmm. What is a normal interest rate? Well, average over the last 50 years is above what we're at right now. Really? Yes. <laughs> so my point being yeah. is that we are not even at a normal market yet. We are still in such good times in our industry, mm -hmm. but we were, we were at such phenomenal times, it appears like they're tough times. Right but we're really in great times to be in real estate. Interest rates are still historically low. Mm -hmm. Look at the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. Interest rates are still low. What have home prices done over the last three years? 
Continue. went through the roof. Yeah. Are buyers still looking to buy? Absolutely, as they should. Are sellers still looking to sell? Absolutely, as they should. I've said this for the last year when we do our market update videos. Mm -hmm. Guys, I feel like a hypocrite because I want to tell you it's a great time to buy or a great time to sell, but it's a great time to do both. Mm -hmm. It truly is. Like, it, yeah. it truly is. Mm -hmm. But it has to make, it's not the right time for everybody, right. right? And so you don't take that message and use manipulate people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is educate them on what is actually going on mm -hmm. because if they are looking to buy, right. I don't want them to wait. Mm -hmm. If they wait, it could cost them. I'm not going to force people to buy that aren't in the position to buy. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, it's a great time. You sh everybody should buy. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. If you, if buying a home is in your future and you are considering it, now is a great time. Yep. If selling a home is in your future and you are considering it, now is a great time. Mm -hmm. This, this thought and this process that agents have of, well, I need to meet with you because now is the best time to sell in the history of real estate. Mm -hmm. That's gone. Number one, that's a terrible message and a terrible way to run your business. Mm -hmm. I don't want to force people to do anything. I want to help guide people through the biggest financial decision of their life when right. it's the right time for them. And if you have any other mindset than that, you need to adjust it now mm -hmm. because the market will eat your lunch. I promise you, you have to make sure you're doing it for the right reason. So rates, rates are still very normal. House prices are still through the roof. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very rare if I find a market where house prices have decreased in value. Mm -hmm. They're increasing slower. They're not depreciating, they're still appreciating at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. Your home is still a great investment. Also, let's talk about investments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at the stock market, right? Like I invest in the stock market, I get it. I believe in diversifying. However, real estate is always been a great investment. Mm -hmm for the long term, well, always. What's the saying? They're not making any more of it. There's a limited right. amount of it. Everybody needs a roof over their head, mm -hmm. right? Um, also, I talked about this earlier. A month, month supply is a huge stat. We can talk about absorption rate, month supply, however you want to relate to it, right? Is that six months is a balanced market. A mm -hmm. normal market is at six months. Mm -hmm. In our market, we're still less than two months supply. But I talk to people every single day. Some of them are agents. Mm -hmm. that say, well, it's just not a good market. Hmm. For who? Yeah. It's, if it's two months supplied and you're going to sell your house, do you not think that's a great time to sell? Right. Means it's going to go through pretty quick. <laughs> if you're a buyer and interest rates are still historically low, mm -hmm. is it not a good time to buy? If you're looking to make an investment Home prices in are house. still appreciating? Yeah. Why is it not a good market? Because freaking CNN said it wasn't? Mm -hmm. No. Do your research, be that lighthouse, be that resource. That's what a normalizing market looks like. All those things are getting closer to normal, but what we, what we came out of the last two years, I call it the pandemic market, mm -hmm. is not sustainable. Right. That would have caused a crash. That would have caused chaos. Mm -hmm. This normalization is a great thing for the real estate market, for your business, for your industry, for everybody. It needed to happen. I, I want to talk about the power of education that you're, you're hitting on here because this is so important as far as educating both yourself and uh, your clients in general because a lot of agents that aren't fully realizing this is actually a really good market are going are, are telling themselves this is a bad market. How on earth am I going to stay competitive? Uh, and they panic yep. and they're cutting their own commissions to stay relevant. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, 
you're, you're doing that in order versus right now it's like no this is a great time to buy and to sell and you don't have to do that in order to stay up there so that's one of my pet peeves i cannot stand it when agents cut their own throat because they're not willing to work on themselves and the skill set they need to develop or the education they need to educate their clients properly so i have a, I have a quote Cost is only an issue in the absence of value. What value are you providing in the marketplace to justify your cost? Mm -hmm. um, give, me, give me something that has a cheap version and a very expensive version. Let's talk about cars, right? Yeah. You can go buy a Ford Pinto. I don't even know if they still make them, but you can go buy a cheap car, right? right. You can buy a car. Um, we bought one for a property management business and it was like super affordable, mm -hmm. right? You can go buy a car very affordable. You can also spend millions on a car. Does millions on a car, is it really that much nicer? Is it really that, does it drive you from place to place better? Mm -hmm. Or do people pay for that value of whatever that item is? Mm -hmm. You can, that is even more important in a service-based industry. Both, so here, both here, do the exact same thing. That's right. They get you from A to B. So let's relate that to service. This popped in my head. Let's mm -hmm. relate that to a service-based industry, which is what we are in. Right. Because they pay for our service. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to a restaurant? Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming all of our viewers and listeners have as well. I would hope so. And if you've been to a restaurant and you sat down and you had terrible service. Yes, unfortunately. Have you been in, on the opposite and had phenomenal service over the top? Absolutely. Which one of those do you pay, give a bigger tip to? I mean, obviously the better service. Why? Like it stands out that you're like, oh, wow, they, everything... Just being attentive, going, hey, they're low on water. I'm going to help you out yep. here. Or, hey, do you need anything? Just checking in. Did they make you feel more valuable? Yes. Did they provide more value to your life? Mm -hmm. Did they get more money because of that? Absolutely. The cost was not an issue mm -hmm. for this other person to not get the same amount. They just not did not bring the same amount of value. Mm -hmm. What value are you bringing as a real estate agent? Mm -hmm. It is more important now than ever. That's one of my missions of doing this movement all or nothing in real estate. Mm -hmm. It's because our industry, it's time for us to get better. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great thing that the 30% are getting out yep. because they don't take this stuff seriously. Mm -hmm. It is so crucial that you realize that we are in charge of people's livelihoods. The biggest financial decision of their life mm -hmm. is in our hands. Take it serious. Give them the service they deserve. Cost will never be an issue. Mm -hmm. Provide value. I'm thinking of the, the server example. It's like if all of a sudden 30% of all servers disappeared, but it was all the ones that were giving really crummy service, that'd be kind of nice in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, exactly. For everyone. Exactly. Like, yeah. Dude, that's a great analogy. 100%. Yeah. Like everybody that goes to a restaurant would breathe easier now. Yeah. Man, I'm going to get better service now. Mm -hmm. What do you think home buyers and sellers are going to think? They get better service because the better agents are going to come out. The mm -hmm. strong will survive, right? Yeah. Tough times create strong men. It's time to be strong. Exactly. Um, another, another thing that I hear is, how do we get more leads? What are going on with leads? So I have coaching clients. We're experienced in our business. Some people are down 50% or even more with leads. <laughs> Same amount of ad spend. Mm -hmm. Give me an avenue. I'm seeing, there is decreases everywhere depending on where you are, right? Mm -hmm. um, number one, create a marketing and a brand around it so that you're not your business isn't just based upon one lead source. Mm -hmm. Number one, build a brand. If you want to learn how to build a brand, we did an episode on that, marketing versus branding, two mm -hmm. completely separate things. So build a brand. Um, number two is, I, I challenge you. If you're an agent listening or if you're a team leader, if you're leading agents, you've all heard this before or if you're an agent, you've all said this before. Well, this lead is crap. Mm -hmm. This is a crap lead. 
You're listening to my show, so I'll just give it to you straight. There are no such thing as crap leads, just crappy agents with a crappy attitude and a crappy skill set. The skill set and the mindset of the agent determines the quality of the lead. You give me that same lead, mm-hmm. and I have a, I have a, I've worked on my skill set. I take the appropriate action. I follow up with the proper cadence of how I should communicate with them. I go over the top and provide extra value. Now that lead that was just looking mm-hmm. is excited to work with me because of my skill set, because of my mindset, and how I approach that mm-hmm. same lead. Quit waiting on leads to fall in your lap that tell you they're ready to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. That is false expectations that the, that the COVID market, the pandemic market painted for our industry. That is not realistic and that is not normal. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to create as much of that as we possibly can, but it's our job to educate and pull them through the home buying process or home selling process mm-hmm. by educating and be there to provide value. When somebody says, gives you an objection or they're not, the lead's crap, mm-hmm. It's, dude, it, it's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Are there, is every league going to buy or sell? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Why do you have the expectation that they will? That's on you. Mm-hmm. Well, they're taking a victim mindset. They're right. saying, this has happening to me. I'm getting stuck with bad leads. I'm getting unlucky. Um, how come everyone else gets the great leads versus owning it and saying, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe yeah. I'm not providing the kind of value this person needs. So obviously they wouldn't want to make a sale with me. So exactly. <laughs> Because that, that's a tough pill to swallow, yeah, yeah. right? You have to go, huh, maybe I need to change. So let me, let, me get, let me explain it from this perspective. If you're looking to buy or sell or put yourself in a lead shoes, mm-hmm. do you think that they're only in your database? Do you think you're the only one that got that lead? Mm-hmm. Or are they searching everywhere? Do you have the skill set and the mindset to overcome all of that competition, provide more value for you to make the most out of that lead, to provide the mm-hmm. most value to be able to serve them? Mm-hmm. Or are you waiting for them to come in at the right exact moment, the right exact time, and they come in and, Colin, I'm so glad you called. I'm ready to buy a house. Right. Like, if that's your expectation, get the hell out of here. You're going to be the 30% because that's mm-hmm. not how that works. It's You have to build relationships and you have to develop a cadence of following up with your clients and providing that value. Again, we are responsible for the biggest purchase or sale of their life. Mm-hmm. It is very unresponsible to think that that's going to happen on the first phone call. Yeah. Quit treating it that way. Quit, quit trying to close on the first date. That's not <laughs> no. how it works. No. You have to build that relationship over time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how you get better leads. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another example. I shared this with my team. Everybody knows what's going on in the world today. Interest rates are up. Mm-hmm. Right? You watch any news channel, stock market's tanking. Oh, the economy's crashing. We're in a recession, right? Mm-hmm. Um, inflation's through the roof. I can go on and on and on and on. Do you not think that the people that are registered on your website know all of that? Mm-hmm. Of course they do. Of course they understand that. Right. So you're going to tell me that the person that registered on your website, knowing all of that information, mm-hmm. is a bad lead? That is the best quality lead that you've had in the last three years. You just aren't acting like it. Because despite everything that's going on, they still registered, acquired for more information, and want more information about real estate. How are you going to help and serve them? They are way more motivated than the people that registered that were just looking because home prices were crazy the last couple of years or whatever it may have been. Interest rates were still low, et cetera. Yeah. If they register, if they become a lead in this market, in this day and age with what's going on in social media, news, et cetera, that is the best quality lead you have seen for the last three years, your mindset just doesn't allow you to, th- to see it that way. Mm-hmm. And if you adjust and you treat it that way, yes, there's going to be less lead flow. Mm-hmm. But the ones you talk to are going to be higher quality. Mm-hmm. 
I just got chills for that. I, that's so true that it's you're going to have less coming in, but the quality, quantity is going down, quality is going up. That's right. So treat it like that. 100%. Like, why, if a, somebody registered on your website or comes in as a lead, whatever lead portal, whatever you want, whatever, however you create this lead, right? There's somebody that, that expresses interest, a hand raiser. Yeah. Do you think, like, how could they not be more motivated now knowing what's going on in the market? Mm-hmm. And again, this goes back to skill set. Well, they, they said they're not interested because of interest rates. I don't believe what people say. I believe what they do. Mm-hmm. So we need to help them get out of their own way. Obviously, they're interested in buying or selling a home. That's why they've been active on our site. That's why they came through this portal. Right. So what can we do to remove that barrier and actually see how we can help them on a human-to-human level? Mm-hmm. Like, so we did this in role play yesterday. This is a good analogy. Is If you draw a line in the sand and say there's a fence between buyer, buyer or seller mm-hmm. and the agent. Mm-hmm. Too many times, the agent's playing tug-of-war and trying to win the conversation. Mm-hmm. The first thing you need to do is throw the rope down and jump over on the fence, calling them on your side. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? I'm here to serve you. Mm-hmm. You're going to stop pulling the rope. Yeah. I'm not fighting you. I'm not a salesperson. I'm on your side. How can I help and guide you? I understand, Colin, the interest rates are high. Mm-hmm. I truly do. Are you, but you're still registered, so why is it important for you and your family to right. look into homes? I understand it. It looks like you yes. do too. So why exactly? Why are we here right I'm now? I'm not fighting yeah. against yeah. you, right? Like, isn't that a good analogy? I came up with that yesterday. <laughs> like, quit playing tug of war with your leads. Yeah. Jump over the fence and get on their side. Mm-hmm. They'll you drop the rope first. They'll drop the rope too. Mm-hmm. And now we can have an intelligent conversation on how I can help you. Because, mm-hmm. man, if they're already there, there is something that's keeping them from being able to to get the house. And a lot of times, it's just. Um, not enough education. Yep. They don't understand. We do this every single day. Yep. We have to, we, so I say this with respect. If you're a consumer out there, please don't take this the wrong way. But we have to, as real estate agents, break down the real estate process to our clientele, to our community, mm-hmm. like they're kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Because we do this all day, every day. And it's unfair of us to expect them to know the knowledge that we have. Right. And how do you educate somebody that doesn't have the knowledge? Mm-hmm. You have to start at the basics. Mm-hmm. And too many times we talk over people because we want to sound intelligent. We want to win the tug of war. Right. That we don't relate to them on their level. Meet them where they are mm-hmm. so that you can truly pull them through and help them through the process. I like that a lot. <sighs> Man, that's some real solid gold as far as ways to uh, stand out and not just survive um, this 30% cut. Um, but thrive in the midst of this. Yeah, so let's let's talk about, I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, I've got another appointment to get to, so let's quickly close on this. How do you stand out? What can you do in this market? We talked about this mark, so my quote from my mentor, Ed Milet, is life's not happening for me, it's happening to me. Mm-hmm. Or life's happening to me, or life's happening for me, not to me, mm-hmm. right? What if you were to replace the word life with this real estate market? Mm-hmm. This real estate market is happening for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. This real estate market has happened. Nobody can argue, I guess you can, you'll just be wrong, that this market did not need to adjust. Mm-hmm. We, what we came out of was unrealistic and unsustainable, mm-hmm. period, right? This, if you didn't see this coming, you weren't looking, mm-hmm. right? It, it had to adjust. Um, the, how it adjusted the variables, yeah, we can argue that point, right. but it had to adjust. It was not sustainable where it was. So how can you stand out? Number one, go the extra mile for your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about this internal all the time is our objective is to take one client and turn them into three. What can I do to go above and beyond to give client, give Colin such a good experience and wow him mm-hmm. that he can't help but go home and brag on me to his friends that don't care about real estate? Mm-hmm. Because one of these days they're going to remember that or they're going to call Colin. Yep. 
What can I do to maximize that opportunity? Tell me how your delayed lead flow affects that. It doesn't. You have an opportunity to stand out and treat your customers so well and mm-hmm. go above and beyond and blow them away to where they'll tell all their friends. Mm-hmm. Now you don't, you don't have to buy leads anymore. Right, because they're coming to you. That's right. They're like, hey, my buddy Mark said that you were the number one spot and he bought a house with you guys, had a great experience. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm looking to do this. I'm not sure about this. What do you think? Yep. You're like, let's, let's make it happen. We spend in this business, don't get me wrong, prospect is important. You should prospect every day. Right. But we spend way too much business, we spend way too much time in this business chasing business versus being where our feet are. Like, I, when you chase people versus attract people, it's way different. Mm-hmm. So I want to attract people by, I want to have proof of concept. Again, people, I, so I say this all the time, people don't believe what you tell them, they believe what they experience. Mm-hmm. How can I create an experience for Colin's friends about what it was like buying or selling through me and my company? Mm-hmm. I can only do that through Colin. Mm-hmm. And then I have to hope and pray that Colin had felt that enough that he shares that with his friends. Right. Like, but we don't focus on that. We focus on, well, well let me just check, check the box and not, I'm going to call these strangers. No, I have an opportunity right here to create a referral source for the rest of my life. Well, with it being one of the biggest purchases of my life, I'm absolutely going to be talking about it and how um, the process went between the two of us is going to largely depend or affect how I talk about it. Yep. If you kind of did bare minimum, I'm going to say that. It's like, eh, they did all right. Yep. Or, man, no, they blew me away. They were so good at educating me on so many different parts. They worked out a special deal here. They uh, switched this in, in the contract. And, and yeah, I highly recommend you and everyone else go here. Since when did just doing your job become you become okay for you to get a five-star review? You just did your job. Well, the contract was good, and I got it in my house. What can you do to go over the top, go the extra mm-hmm. mile to surprise, shock, awe, create those emotions for your client? Yeah. That's what you need to focus on. That's where the difference is made, is one client at a time. All right, so how do you stand out in this market? I'm going to go through these top three. How do I stand out in this current market? Number one, go the extra mile. Number two, double dial. <laughs> Don't just call them once, double dial. Number three, video text. You have to have video text as part of your marketing campaign, your follow-up campaign. So I'm going to break down video text. Video text, we overthink it, right? We talked about go the extra mile. Here's video text. You overthink it. What am I going to say? What would you say if you called them? You can control your time in a video text. Right. And so here's a little tip. Don't just send a video text with no caption. Send a subject of explaining what the video text is about so they don't mm. think it's spam, right? Yeah. But when you send that, it just, hey, Colin, I just wanted to check in. Um, no, nothing news came on the market this week, but I just want to let you know I'm still looking out for you. Um, if you need anything, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Keeping them top of, you're, you're staying top of mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll check in next week. If you need anything in the meantime, let me know, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what about, um, it's Colin's birthday. Yeah. How about you send him a video text to stand out? Yeah. Hey. Start singing to him, right? I don't know. Do something crazy. But that is in, a big tip, too, is if people are ghosting you, mm-hmm. number one, they're ghosting you. It's not on them. It's on you. Mm-hmm. It's because you approach something differently right. or the wrong way, and you can approach it differently the next time. But a good trick is to send a video text. Almost every time they, they respond, mm-hmm. they're, they unghost. They come back to life because they realize that it's a person on the other end of the phone, not a salesperson. Yeah. Right? And so show them that. Um, and double dial. Like I did an experiment for, for a week. I sat down with my team. We were focusing on the power hours and I wanted to lead from the front. That's just what I believe in. Yeah. And so I sat down in, in our agent bullpen with all the agents for an hour a day for an entire week, just prospecting. I was ISAing, right? And if they joined me, they got the appointments I set. 
here's what I learned. Most people don't answer on the first call. Surprise, they're at work. Yeah. Imagine that. If they're gonna buy or sell a house, they probably have a job, mm -hmm. right? But what happens when you double dial? 70% of people that I called through that week that didn't answer the first time answered on the double dial. 70%? What if you could increase your connection rates by 70%? And then people will say me, the naysayers will say, well, yeah, but they probably thought it was urgent and important and they probably cussed you out. Nope, not one. Not one was upset because how I handled the conversation. Hmm. I'm not selling you anything, Colin. I'm just calling in to see how I can help yeah. you. Right? Like when you adjust that and you become a big secret to sales also is become a good apologizer. Mm -hmm. If they are offended, be a, do a great apology. Their defense is down. Now let's have a conversation. How can I help you? But I couldn't help you by being reactive and being passive and saying, well, Colin will call me back when he gets off work. Mm -hmm. No, he won't. He don't know who I am. No. He doesn't know how I can help I them. I got a million different things on my That's radar. Right. Why, why should you be on it? All right, let me end with this. This is the greatest opportunity that you will see in your life if you're in this business. Take advantage of it. Adjust your mindset. This market is happening for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. When we have less competition, that means more opportunity for you. Think about Colin's waiter analogy. Mm -hmm. What if 30% of waiters disappeared? Do you think next time you went to the restaurant you would get better service? Mm -hmm. Absolutely you would. It's time for you to be that better waiter. It's time for you to come out on top. Well said, well said. Well, Matt, thanks so much for sharing so um, much of this gold as far as how to conquer uh, this normalizing market. Um, I hope it was helpful. <laughs> I mean, heck, even I learned stuff in the midst here. Um, for everyone listening, if you want to continue to thrive in the midst of this, uh, join us on the Facebook group. Um, we've got a private Facebook group. It, it'll be linked in the show notes, um, but can continue to follow people who are uh, not becoming part of the 30%. Yeah. And guys, and if this one stuck out to you, if you got anything from this episode, I just ask a favor. Mm -hmm. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend that will help them. If you think you have somebody that may be the 30% or has a team or has different things they can find value from this, share it on your social media. Mm -hmm. Send them a link privately. Do something to help help other people because that's what this movement's about. All right. That's well it. Said. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. See you next time. Mm -hmm.